the drugstore. Wall drug. I walked in there, turned didn't around. Wife, didn't your wife work My at the wife Corn Palace? there in high school. No, at the Wall Drugstore. I wasn't in even in there for 60 seconds. Turned on my heel and sat in the car for about an hour waiting for them to finish. <laughs> Did you buy <laughs> authentic crap gold jewelry from Jess in high school? Uh, it wasn't in high school. It was... Uh, when she was in high school. Late like 90s? 10 years ago. Okay. No, not even that. Hey, Bye. Joe, we're rolling. What's what's taking so long? Fratelloni's hey. Hardware and Garden Stores yes, brings you Garage Logic Podcast <laughs> number 1068, May 1st, 2023. Wow. It was 91 degrees on this day in 1959. Oh. And it was 24 degrees on this day in 19. 19- Oh, nine. Yes, we have ice outs. We're not done yet, but the fishermen are getting closer to getting out on the water using uh, Ripplelip University's app. It's an app that helps you align and get the most out of all of your electronic equipment, the Hummingbird, the Garmin, the Lowrance Marine Electronics. It's a really cool idea, and as long as you're going to invest in all those electronics, you might as well figure out how to sync them. Sync them up. work them and then tell you where the big fish are. Gotcha. Go to RippleLipUniversity.com for details. Minnetonka went out on this day in 1965, and White Bear went out on this day in 2013. And I have news from uh, Bill Stein up in Aiken that his, uh, his Cedar Lake went out uh, on April 30th, but he also knows notices that the entire Puss Lake chain went out. Upper Puss, Middle Puss, Lard, and Lower Puss all went out on the same day, April 28th. That seldom happens. Huh. As soon as my dock goes in, so do the aquaside pellets, Billy writes. They have been keeping our shore and the water around the dock in great shape for years. He's an annual subscriber. He loves Aquaside. If you own a lake home, uh, Aquaside has been keeping your beach free of weeds and algae for more than 60 years. With a complete line of lake and pond control products, they're easy to use. They work right away. You just had a testimonial from the pus chain. Boom. You just had a testimonial. Uh, Aquaside is registered with both the EPA and DNR, and the products are safe. So don't let weeds overtake the uh, old swimming hole this summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll identify your weed problem. Make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at one 800 328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor. Joe Sushi. Uh, JR wants to know it may be time for you to rule. From this day forward, will Minnesota be referred to as the state of hockey? Uh, I'm not going to make that ruling, but I have a theory. I have a theory. None of the t- major league teams here can get over the hump. Okay. Uh, last done in 1991. What about the links? Okay. You know. That's the Twitter comeback every time. <laughs> what, what about them? 
They won it. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. You just ruined it for <laughs> 91. me. 91. We you haven't won. The four major the... sports has not won one since 91. <laughs> I'm wondering if sports teams, whether they know it or not, absorb the political ideology of a state. We got lousy politicians. We got lousy governor. We got lousy mayors. We got lousy city councils. We're highly taxed. We're going down the tubes culturally. Uh, look at look at last night. Florida beat Boston. Boston had the best regular season in the history of hockey. That was shocking. Florida beat them in overtime. What does Florida represent? A very get up and going area that's just being built and people wanting to live there and and political life that reflects some conservatism and bang, bang, boom, there goes Florida. What do we got here? Bunch of dead-ass nothings. And by the way, I hate the Floridas with a passion. I like the Floridas. The Bruins have always been my favorite team. Oh, Boston's a big pile of crap. No, they're they're not. They're a wonderful team. Fenway Park is a dump. I couldn't care less about that. Um, the thing with the Boston's last night, they tried and they tried in their previous losses. They were skating really good. They're a good damn team. You told me you didn't watch it. We, well, I watched the first period. Okay. And that's when, <laughs> I, that's when I had to go to bed. Um, we, however, were a dead fish riding away, laying on the beach. We didn't play at all. We can't penalty kill. When we get on the power play, we can't score. We can't even shoot on the power play. Well, it's not we that you suck. can't. It's not that you can't, that they don't. They're conflating puck possession with competence. Look at us on the power play. Well, I'm going to zip it over here, and he'll zip it back to me, and I'll zip it here and come back to me. Yeah, but you're not shooting. You're not taking it to the net. And I, I also have a theory that the commie either was playing hurt or has just completely lost sight of his bearings. Yeah, two, he is he very two flustered. Points, two points in six games. Very flustered. The superstar's got a, an assist and, and a goal. And I think that was in game one. What's with them as soon as the commie goes on the list and he's not playing, the entire team steps up and they play wonderful. Even the Reaver was uh, scoring goals. Well, they, Okay, yeah. then don't he, play the he, commie. He comes back and now everybody sucks. But I'm wondering... It, Obviously, I'm I'm being ridiculous because as we were talking off the air. It's unlikely these guys pay a lot of attention to local politics. It, that that's probably a reasonable statement, right? Yes, I would say but, so. But the politics here are so dreadful, and they're so mediocre, and they're so pulling people down. Uh, incompetence is so rewarded in this state. Expectations are so low. The bar is set so low. And yet they pat themselves on the back for it. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that somehow, what's the word? Reflective? Let's see. If that somehow, is that absorbed by osmosis by the players? Whether they read the papers or not, or listen to the radio or watch the news, (laughs) is it somehow afflicting them like the COVID? I, I would have a hard time believing that. Yeah, and let me reflect your sentiments, Joe. Yeah. You are being ridiculous. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, How did the Wild go into Dallas there. and win on look Game what hap- 1? Hey, look what's happening in Chicago, which is in worse shape than Minneapolis. But they had The White Sox lost nine straight. The Blackhawks didn't make the playoffs. The Bears are dreadful. 
wonder how the Rams won the Super Bowl two years ago. Uh, the hmm. city's too big for any one political oh, ideology oh, to I overtake see. Now it. <laughs> Yeah, did the Dodgers How about the have Giants the best win in three World in Series in the last uh, twelve years? Boy, we're you're just, just you know what you are, John. You know what you are, John. You're just what? a poop. We're here. You're just to a party poop. You. Yeah, you're here for one reason, aren't you? <laughs> yep. yes. And I yes. believe the Golden State Warriors have won four titles in the yeah, past decade. You know, San Francisco. Yeah. I want to go along with your theory. I do. That's not much of a theory. Okay, it's not much of a theory. Seattle. Joe Seattle has hey, not. Who won, who won last night? The Kraken did. You're kidding. No, nope, they beat they the beat Avs. The, they beat the defending Stanley Cup champions in their second year of existence? Because the Kraken are so uplifted by the politics of Seattle. Yeah, they have said, we are going to win this for Wait our a minute. city. Wait a minute. The Wild just went out in the first round for the seventh time in eight years. Mm-hmm. And the Kraken, in their second year of existence... Got not only did they advance, they beat the defending champions. See, I didn't stay up for that game. Okay, they know they're going to lose, so they play that way. They've got a predetermined mindset, thinking we're not going to get out of the first. Why should we try? Well, Seattle winning and playing in something called the Climate Pledge Arena on top of the destroyed city completely blows but my theory out of the, the water. Kraken have something to prove because we all hate the Kraken. The Kraken suck, and I bet that's the nationwide uh, mindset on the Kraken. F the Kraken. So that's what they're playing I, against, I, I, and it I, gives them drive. Why would that have? Why would the Kraken have that as a national burden? Because they Who suck. Gives a bleep? Don't use that word. We got to have a better word. Than they, that. they. They're not any good. Yeah. Well, they are good. They and, finish fourth in the West. And it's the same with the Vegas. Uh, what Knights? Nah, screw them. They're I these, have a harder time. They're awful. Yeah, let's go. That's, nobody gets I, a I, hockey I team harder, in the late twenty twenties. Come on. I have a harder team uh, time. Warming up to teams in Vegas than I do elsewhere. That song is called 76 Trombones. Right. You know what We're should happen? We're not doing sports talk tonight, so maybe this is the time we do it. <laughs> okay. the yeah, league. Remember what Royce said, by stuff. the way, before the Florida-Boston series started. Yeah, Florida's got a 25% chance. Here's, here's my theory. The league has too many teams. And... Teams like the Wild need to start suffering. And I think, what did you say, me seven times? Start suffering? No, listen to me. <laughs> Hear me out. Seven times in eight years? Yeah. We get kicked out. They well, pull our franchise. Ooh. No, they pull our franchise. We don't get hockey anymore. We don't deserve wow. it. And that's how it should be. The suck A teams well, get kicked out deserve, of the league. You don't deserve the NBA then, and you don't deserve the NFL. It's how it works in boxing. It's how it works in a lot of sports. Soccer. It's how it works in the Olympics. You suck. You don't come back. God, I wish you'd come up with a better word. Let's it's, get it's, back to me cracking. <laughs> no, we're not. We're no. not, we're not no. Center, Phil. I'm going to have to write that one down. I use that a lot. I apologize. I agree with you, too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, well, where was I? No idea. I don't Way either. out there. Oh, the guy <laughs> wants me to issue a ruling that we're no longer the state of hockey. I'm not going to issue right. that ruling. No, I'm down with him. He is absolutely right. But isn't Detroit the self-proclaimed hockey city, or is it hockey town? I don't know. Hockey city. What's well, on their arena, isn't it? I really went down a rabbit hole last night, uh, noting that a Bertuzzi plays for Boston, mm-hmm. which brought to mind Todd Bert- 
Todd Bertuzzi's well, son. Seven. Yep. And and uh, the terrible, terrible tragedy that Todd Bertuzzi uh, committed upon Steve Moore, Steve Moore. of the Avalanche. Yep. And I wanted to know how both fellows were doing. And apparently there were a number of lawsuits that were settled out of court. Oh. Uh, on behalf of Moore. Did he play again after no, that? No, never played again. That's what and I to thought. this day, uh, suffers headaches. Oh. Uh, and and Todd Bertuzzi, I remain convinced, uh, was a, a entirely distraught by what he did. He His apologies, I think, were sincere. And I did know he got a DWI last fall, okay. Todd Bertuzzi, in the Detroit area. It doesn't say what he's doing for a living. He's done playing now. I believe that's his nephew. Oh, it's his. Ne I thought it was his son. It's who his plays nephew. for uh, okay. his son did get is on a on a route to the pros, but he's not there yet. Uh, anyway, I didn't learn much more than that. But that more never. Uh, I I forgot he had broken three bones in his neck. That broke three oh. bones in his neck. You guys remember that hit? Oh yeah. Yes. It was. Uh, mm. It was in retaliation for uh, one of the. Canucks getting picked on. I can't remember his name. Anyway, uh, I wish them both well. Uh, Bertuzzi told me something when a kid I used to have well, during the playoffs of 03. Uh, the, one of the kids I used to have was having lunch outside on the Nicollet Mall. How's that for a change in cities? Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> was having out with a bunch of gals and a bunch of the Canucks were at the next table. And uh, these gals being feisty were giving the Canucks some grief, and Bertuzzi was just firing right back at them, but with a wink and a nod. Right. And that, that told me something about the guy. That engaged. He, he was engaged. He knew what was happening. Wait a minute. You're trying to tell me that a group of NHL hockey players were taking notice of a table full of 20-something-year-old no, but, but girls? But they were Careful. having fun. They were having Careful. fun. They were okay. having fun right. about okay. it. They were, they were Cravers, having fun. don't go down that road. I'm not going to, but I think that's funny. <laughs> Regarding electricity... Many listeners believe, uh, with some uh, justification, that you are all uh, idiots because you didn't, <laughs> you didn't agree with me when I said petroleum makes stuff, electricity doesn't. And you wanted to contest that. You, petroleum makes things, electricity doesn't. I have a number of corroborating emails. I like oh, to go through okay. them. Okay. One by one. This is from Tevin. Yes. Joe, listening to the podcast, I was shocked by the dum-dum's lack of understanding of your argument on electricity's inability to make something. I understood your point from the start and wholeheartedly agree. <clears throat> I think a better way to state your thought is, the, is that electricity is a single-purpose finished product. Electricity is used to provide energy to an electrical device, nothing more. On the other hand, petroleum is not only used to create energy, but also physical goods. It is a widely used, multi-purposed product for fuel, plastics, and countless other applications. Hopefully, this will help articulate your point and help the crew understand. Kevin. Uh, this is from Joe down in Texas. He's got the precocious 10-year-old who loves the show. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, listening to the Friday show, the 10-year-old wanted me to email you and tell you that the word you were looking for is raw material. Electricity is not a raw material that can be made into other things. Petroleum is. His exact words listening to your show, this is embarrassing. 
email that guy and tell him the word he's looking for is raw material. He then rolled his eyes and said, also tell him you're welcome. Joel and the 10-year-old okay. in Little Elm, Texas. <laughs> I love Texas. that kid. This kid is love on that the kid. Rick in Oklahoma, and they know they're Earl in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. They know Earl. <laughs> the mayor is correct regarding electricity versus petroleum. R- petroleum is a raw material for 600 products as well as multiple sources of energy. Electricity, on the other hand, is only a potential source of energy and is not a raw material. And electricity, in most cases, requires petroleum or other fossil fuels for its generation. You can get petroleum without electricity, but you don't get as much electricity without petroleum. Got it. I follow that. Michael, hail the flashlight king. Just a quick note. We are packing up our St. Petersburg winter residency and beginning the trek back to Duluth Superior area where nothing is allowed except raising taxes. Uh, He gets down here. He says, uh, today I would like to suggest to the morons how I would describe electricity that they might possibly comprehend. All your examples of the products produced by so-called fossil fuel can be picked up and held in your hand, starting with the crude oil after it is pumped out of the ground. Ask the dummy of your choice to go somewhere and get you a pail of electricity like you could crude oil and make a product from the pail full of electricity. Just my opinion. Good luck, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Rook, go get me a pail of electricity. You, you chose this dummy to ask? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, uh, just a bit outside Duluth, maybe I can help you persuade the crack GFL staff of contrarians that you are right GFL. once again. The GL staff of contrarians. Petroleum is a raw material that can be processed into energy. Those materials can be transformed into new other products such as plastic. You can... What what happened? Garage F Logic. (laughs) GFL. GL, I said. (laughs) Sorry, I'll turn my mic off again. You can't make anything from electricity, only with the help of electricity. All right, and finally, is this finally? Yeah, because you're all getting very tired of this, I can tell. Uh, On my daily walk on the first official day of retirement, I was listening to the April 28 podcast. Not only does electricity not make anything, electricity isn't something. This is a great point. Electricity isn't something that exists. Hmm. Rather, it must be made from something that does exist, such as oil, natural gas, windmills, solar panels, or rivers that serve as a means to generate electricity. It also needs a place to be stored, like batteries, that must be made from something that does exist, like plastic, copper, and lithium, mined by equipment that use fossil fuels to operate. You're right, we are poorly governed by fools who don't understand how the world works, pushing back your loyal listener, Paul. Right, thank huh. you. I'd like to point out I wasn't on Friday, and had I been, I would have agreed wholeheartedly with oh, you, Jill, John, and then I would, have, I would have gotten oh. all these glowing emails, too. Do you, do you have any John. more? Thanks, John. No, that's it, Kenny. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was twelve thirteen to twelve eighteen. <laughs> what? I, debating myself whether I should bring this up on the town council or just do it now. Maybe I'll just do it now. What you heard on Friday was me and Reavers and the rookie earning our keep. 
because what we did is agree with Joe on something relatively benign, or disagree with Joe on something relatively benign and and a little bit stupid. And it inspired you to sit down at your stupid computer and fire (laughs) off an email completely involving you, bringing you into GL and making you feel like you were one of us. So Kenny and Reavers and Rookie did their job. We just spent five minutes talking about it, reading how many emails? Three or four. You're Six. welcome. So you're not only are you welcome, but this is the right same Kenny patting himself on the back. Right here. Wow. Well uh, done, Kenny. Well done. You can grill. That will get me some hate mail. <laughs> you could grill some Grunhofer stuff tonight, but the wind might blow it off the grill. But yeah. this entire week is prime. This is your season. this is your grilling opening weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Opening week and get to Grunhofer's old fashioned meats in Hugo on Highway sixty one just north of Hugo or the other store in Forest Lake on ninety seven just east of Interstate thirty five. Rookie Burgers, 140 Flavors of Brats, Town Ball Meatloaf, Double Smoked Ham, Thick Cut Double Smoked Bacon. Uh, but the grilling is here. And, and, and if you have even any questions, go be, get to the person behind the counter and get some help. These Do people it. are experts in cooking Minnesota's homegrown beef. All Grunhofer's beef is Minnesota grown. It's beef for Minnesota farmers. It's hands down the best meat you're going to find in the region, if not the country. People come from all over the country. I know a guy who rode his motorcycle up here with a cooler on it and loaded it up. Let's go. All right. It's uh, Grunhofer's. They're the best. And uh, it's 140 flavors of brats, including the world-famous gummy brat. And because of electricity, they're able to make all this meat right That's there right. at Grunhofer's. That's right, See? but it's electricity produced by Got it. other products. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo and Forest Lake. Guys, feel like it's harder to get in shape and stay in shape? Well, our sponsor, Nugenics Total Tea, is offering a complimentary bottle when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword garage. Hey, listen, I get it. You're getting older. Your body's changing. And you know what? I got tired of the dad bod feeling, and I wasn't feeling like my old self. Well, you don't have time to work out, but you also want the energy and the body that you once had? I get it. Nugenics Total Tea makes you feel revived. You're working out like you used to. So listen, if you want more energy and you want to counter the negative physical effects of aging, Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin is going to help you turn back the clock. It's going to re-energize your workouts and get you better results at the gym and help you look and feel like the man that you really want to be. Nugenics Total T contains man-boosting key ingredients like Testafin. It has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Nugenics Total T is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. And Nugenics Total T can help re-energize your life and help you get back the powerful, confident, good-looking warrior you used to be. Now, get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword garage. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermal, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with the key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text 231-231 and enter keyword garage. Text 231-231 and enter keyword garage. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. 
here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Oh, really looking forward to this upcoming weekend. Uh, big, big doings up at Moon Motorsports for three days. Moon Motorsports will be the center, ground zero of Minnesota Power Power Sports Fun. So this means if you're into bikes, sleds, ATVs, side-by-sides, whatever, you've got to hit this. Four huge events all in one three-day weekend. We've got Moon's Open House, Tent Sale, and Demo Days. That's Friday and Saturday, the 5th and 6th. Then on Sunday, the 7th, Moon Motorsports is hosting legendary travel writer. She's actually making her first USA appearance in years, Elf Elspeth Beard. She's going to be telling stories from her wild ride. You can go to moonmotorsports.com for a full list of events. This is one of the biggest power sports events um, of the year, featuring the steepest store-wide savings, an awesome selection of demo machines, a wide selection of clearance merchandise. You know what that means? A lot of savings, all under one tent, and exciting storytelling, and one of the most uh, epic motorcycle riders ever. And bring your appetite, because I was on the website and I looked it up. Moon is going to be serving the world's best hot dogs. There's a reason right there to exit off I-94. All events are free at Moon Motorsports. They're just south of night on the south side. You can see them from the freeway and west of Highway 25. Moon Motorsports, ATVs, side-by-sides, and Adventure Motorcycles. They have them all. They're the brand leader. MoonMotorsports.com. Many GLers have alerted me to a piece from NBC News called How Minnesota is Becoming a Laboratory in Pushing Progressive Policy. It's quite a long piece. I won't read the whole thing, but it's written by a guy named Adam Edelman. And he's writing it with a great deal of cheer, with enthusiasm. He he seems to be uh, pleased that, that Minnesota has become a progressive hothouse. And uh, he writes that Minnesota Democrats won back the majority in the Senate last fall. They achieved the dream, a trifecta of control across the legislature and the governor's office. They weren't the only ones. Democrats did the same thing in Maryland, Massachusetts, and Michigan, whereas Republicans failed to nab any new trifecta in 2022. But Minnesota is attracting attention as a laboratory for how to effectively use that power to achieve progressive policy priorities. Nearly four months into the session, Democrats in the state have already tackled protecting abortion rights, legalizing marijuana, restricting gun access, and they have signaled their plans to take on issues like expanding paid family leave and providing legal refuge to trans youth whose access to gender-affirming and other medical care has been restricted elsewhere. I saw a great line today. I, I apologize to whoever wrote it. I can't remember who wrote it. If if abortion is health care, what disease are you treating? <laughs> That's a good line. That's spot on. Uh These policies are things that have a direct and clear impact on improving people's lives, U.S. Senator Tina Smith said. Have you ever met more of a lightweight than Tina Smith? No, that's about as light as it gets. She's a popcorn fart. Oh, my God. And that's what (laughs) Minnesotans are looking for. They're looking. I'm not Tina. 
They're looking for evidence, just as voters are nationally, that the government they elect can deliver results for them. Well, you're delivering results for maybe half the state. Not even that. Or maybe if, not even uh, that. You're delivering results for the metro. Yep. <clears throat> Interviews with a dozen federal and state lawmakers in Minnesota, as well as progressive activists in the state and across the country, paint a picture of a state fully controlled by Democrats. Boy, ain't that the truth. That has offered protections on key Democratic social issues like abortion and LGBTQ rights while maintaining a robust economy and low crime. Wait, um, How can that be? Wait, How can wait, he wait, write wait, that? Uh, we don't know that. We're going broke and the crime is out of control. No, 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 Joe. You, you're seeing it the wrong way. This guy for NBC News clearly sees it the right way. His name is uh, Adam Adam Edelman, and I can tell you he's a hack. And in a moment, I'll tell you why I'm comfortable calling him a hack. Okay. Uh, what, what? What do you mean low on crime? Which you, when you're looking at what's possible. With a trifecta, look at Minnesota, said Daniel Squadron, the executive director of the States Project, a left-leaning group that works to build Democratic majorities in state legislatures. Fewer than 90 days into the new year, they've done more things than just a quote allows me to list to improve people's lives, he said. Hold on. Uh, we don't know that. <clears throat> Whose life is improved? Eight-year-olds from Iowa that want to change their yeah, sex. You're trans. Okay. You're probably pretty happy. Need to kill a baby. Well, that little kid's life didn't get improved. <laughs> no, but the mom didn't have to raise him or give him up wanna, for adoption. I don't want to read this whole thing. It's deal with nine months. Piece. I'm curious what your question is. Uh, I call this guy a hack because... What was the piece I cited from, uh, oh, I told you I was watching something on, uh, maybe it was PBS, about permafrost. And the uh, the whole piece, never once, uh, and they were citing permafrost, its disappearance as an example of climate change. And it's not necessarily disappearing, but they, you know, would walk through a cave and look at this, that, that bone from a dinosaur didn't used to stick out here, so that must be climate change. Not once was there a contrary view presented in that film. Same thing. No. Same thing in this piece. Yeah. There's not one single effort apparently made to contact anyone in Minnesota to say, what do you think of this? That's why it's just pure 100%. The guy's a hack. It's propaganda, Joe. It's, it's a marketing piece. And, you know, it came from NBC, so I shouldn't be surprised. They maintain the agenda. They're one of the uh, news-gathering institutions that follows a template very carefully, and they certainly did in this case. But this Edelman guy, I don't call that reporting. Hmm. That's propaganda. Yep. There's not one quote in this piece nor apparently no effort made that doesn't talk about what a great job we're doing here to have contacted yes. someone who might want to say hold up right wait a minute mm -hmm. something, something ain't right, right.
Not he once. Not shouldn't once. he have at least uh, called up maybe the state Republican Party and said, "Hey, I'm doing this story. Maybe your uh, maybe you guys would like to comment." Absolutely, yeah. or call a you know call the minority leader in the House or yeah, exactly. Something. But when you read the headline, read the headline again because I have a question for you, well, it, Mr. Mayor. It's written, but this guy's all happy. They're the calling us a laboratory. How Minnesota's become a laboratory in pushing progressive policy. And it's being met with cheers. And the subhead is state Democrats won back control of the legislature in 2022, and they're using that power to achieve long-sought policy goals of the left. And they are, and they're succeeding, and, yeah. and they won. There's nothing wrong with all of that if he had addressed perhaps another side during this story. I Not, mean, there's I, no I side and that's does, a failure of journalism. He does, actually. Further down, he mentions Kansas okay. and how uh, there was a trifecta in Kansas who, in a real live experiment um, with GOP that was put in place uh, 10 years ago by a Republican governor. And it created, and here's, here's what's funny, created a deficit so spectacular that the state was left with major doubts over whether it could fund the basic elements of public education and other essential services. So he does actually bring up the Republicans. In order to rip it. Exactly. And that's exactly. 10 years ago, and that's not Minnesota today. And But then he looks at that and says that, thinking that'll never happen with the Democratic policies that the DFL put in place. It's really important to have a laboratory, said Carrie Moe, a Democratic consultant who was a chief of staff to Paul Wellstone. Okay, poor Paul has been gone for 25 years, and uh, we're quoting his former chief of staff, but we can't find anyone to, to talk to about... Who currently uh, holds who office. currently is in... Uh, <coughs> meanwhile, anyway. meanwhile, the same day, Joe, the Star Tribune had a publication out online that got some attention. Minnesota is worth a visit. Better yet, a move here. The state is struggling to share that message, and tourism officials say their old marketing tactics aren't working. Well, tourism uh, is great. There is a beautiful lake country to sure, visit. absolutely. Uh, beyond that, why in God's name would anybody move here? Uh, unless you're, uh, unless you're a uh, uh, diehard Mysterian who wants to... To partake in this but even then, laboratory. Would that, but even then, would that be enough reason? Because I don't think it is. I don't know. I can't speak for a Mysterian because I don't understand them. Conversely, aren't we actually losing um, Fortune 500 companies and people are moving out? I we don't, should look up that stat. I don't it, think we've ever had uh, a lot of Fortune 500 companies. Uh, I'm not sure we're losing any. Uh, it'd be I, fun to know that stat. I think John could find it. I, I did see something over the weekend. I'll try to find it here. As you were. 3M is laying off a lot of people. Like 30,000? 3,000? No, 6,000. 6,000? Yeah. But, you know, 3M, I, I God bless them for staying here. Uh, they have such strong familial roots in Minnesota. Maybe that's one of the reasons they... They remain here, but can you imagine losing oh. something like 3M? When I read that, I thought, oh, these 3M employees, you got to do what Kenny does, um, especially when you know it's coming. When the boss says, hey, could you come in after your next air, your hit on the air? You just go home. Don't <laughs> yeah. don't even go yeah. into his office. Just go home. Yeah. 
There are 18 Fortune 500 companies in Minnesota that ranks them in a tie for 9th, 10th, 11th, whichever you want to take in the United States. Mm -hmm. 18. And they're tied with Massachusetts and Georgia. The highest number, of course, New York with 53, California with 53, Texas with 49, and then uh, they fall into the 30s and 20s before Minnesota. This is the figure that I was looking for. You were done, right, Johnny? Sorry? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is from Bill Glahn. He did it. I don't know if, it, if he did this piece, but it's from the American Experiments website. Uh, Minnesota currently ranks number 10 in states losing population. That's where I read it. Minnesota yep. ranks number 10 in states losing wealth. The above figures came from the Joe Biden administration, Census Bureau, and IRS, respectively. Hmm. Well, it, 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 that, that doesn't surprise me. It also tracked the... Um, the states that population is going to, obviously, Florida's one, Texas is two, North, North and then South Carolina. Um, and the, the list is available. I'll post this as a link to the GL show page if people want to check it out, the entire list. I got a couple of uh, emails. What's, what's the quiz? Yeah, what was the question? Oh, I, 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 I stated it rather than asked you. I was going to say... What's missing from this story? Oh, the con the, yeah. Well, what's yeah. missing from it is any contrary view whatsoever. Yeah. It's a, it was a really poor, poor piece. There's too much apathy in the Republican potential Republican voters outstate. We need to really get our asses together, and anybody that can vote needs to vote out here. Did you read the... Oh, never mind. <laughs> There's a, yes, there's I a did. fighting chance I didn't. I, but I, I did, did just read that article. <laughs> Whatever it is, I read it. What'd you think? No, the the on it. The uh, what was over the weekend? The uh, endorsing conventions for Democratic St. Paul St. Paul City Council. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And District One went from you know nine in the morning. District Frogtown, Rice Street area. District One went from about nine in the morning to nine at night. And they couldn't come up with an answer, probably, and I, I could be wrong, but I bet I'm not, probably because they kept fighting over somebody who wasn't woke enough. Oh, my God. Who wasn't uh, right. regressive enough. Or Can you stop using references to the uh, gender references? Yeah, that, that kind, kind of, of Point of privilege! Point yeah, of privilege! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe, I wasn't going to send you this email because you never read my emails. Oh, how do I know I don't? <laughs> However, the more I hear you guys talk about the pedophilia topic, the more I feel the necessity to send you this. I was on social media before social media was actually social media. In the late 90s, I was on a British website where we had the ability to chat live and we have the ability to post on message boards. After a cordial but spirited conversation in the chat rooms concerning gay rights, I decided to write a piece of satire. On the message boards where it would stay in perpetuity, I posted a message basically saying that in 1998, if you look back 30 years, the idea of gay rights being accepted was part of a, as part of a normal society would have been scoffed at. And so in 30 years from then, so 2028, I predicted that what would actually be acceptable was necrophilia. You can imagine the outcry from the majority of users on that website at that prediction. We're not far off with pedophilia in the next few years. Bestiality and necrophilia will be coming too. Andrew and Annandale. Well, that's a dark thought, yeah. but you know what? 
I'm not going to dispute them. It's not so outrageous anymore, is it? No. And then one more from Bill. Not in this laboratory. We're a lab, see? Mm-hmm. So you got to try these things. We're an experiment. We're the laboratory. Oof. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail, Hail you. you. As I was trying to follow the story on your podcast from Friday, an unusual moment of clarity during what I would consider verbal chaos going on between you and the boys regarding the article you were reading about pedophilia language in a protected class legislation. As I listened from the inner sanctum of the garage, I struggled to make sense of what you were reading. Yeah, I agreed with Kenny. But it was so outside the realm of normalcy, I became convinced it was just another example of these adult children. This term is horribly ironic if I'm onto something here. Simply trying to be relevant and productive in a political world that has lost its mind. This knee-jerk reaction would allow me to immediately dismiss this action as both ridiculous and stupid and therefore no longer worthy of investing any more of my emotional energy. But then it hit me. As Joe was making his point about the removal of pedophilia along with the negative description of it and the reaction from the Keystone cops there in the studio, something seemingly profound happened. I both agreed and disagreed with all of you at the same time. (laughs) How is that possible? I believe the reason the progressives will be successful in removing that language is twofold. Their point will be that the language unfairly associates transgender people with pedophilia. Since GLers don't agree with the whole protected class ideology in the first place, we can't even agree the legislation exists, let alone debate the nuances of the language in it. Therefore, any objections to language in a bill we generally disagree with by principle leaves us out of the game entirely. The political brilliance of this strategy paints the GLer into a corner. It's a lose-lose for the common-sense citizen in both the short and long run. This is the progressive's forte, and we are not invited in. In my opinion, this is the old fumble ruski, a trick play taken from the 1984 Orange Bowl, where the Nebraska quarterback fumbled the snap on purpose and then ran a sweep to the right, Meanwhile, the offensive lineman recovered the fumble and left, runs left into the end zone. All the announcers and camera people uh, followed the fake play while the real play was happening away from the intention of everyone. By the time it's recognized, it's too late. The interaction between all you guys looks like a micro example how this play will play out in a public forum. In my opinion, the touchdown for the progressives is the normalization and decriminalization of pedophilia, an absurd concept only a few years ago, but to me a goal, albeit an extraordinarily unpopular one, on behalf of the LBGTQ so-called representatives. Remember, the progressives don't actually act to strike the pedophile language from the protected class legislation. Everyone will be paying attention to the public clashes and headlines while the lawmakers continue to obfuscate the sexual norms of society through the ideology of the protected class strategy, which seems to be highly effective for them, which moves us closer to societal confusion and chaos, which benefits the ruling class since they will be called on to fix the problems of society. 
Seems to me the people most affected by this are average citizens and also those targeted and used as pawns left to argue and fight about it. Seems to me like a textbook strategy to fundamentally transform society without society's approval. Or am I just overthinking it? Have a care, gentlemen. Spring is coming and pretty soon the grass will will be mowing. Get out there and mow. Bill from the Harley Golf Cart Crew. I think I know what he meant. You guys? Will you read it again? No. <laughs> I think I know what he meant. What did he mean? <laughs> I'll be honest, I have no idea. They want to take the language of pedophilia out of the Human Rights Act because it was unfair to uh, assign pedophilia a protected class status. So the trans people are agreeing that pedophilia should not be a protected class status. But then he's saying uh, they didn't get rid of... But they didn't change the... Uh, it didn't get enough votes, correct? It didn't get any votes. It was unanimous to leave it in. Yeah, that's didn't what I get thought. Democratic or Republican votes. Which was a good thing. Oh. Yes, that's a good thing. It, yeah. it stays in there. Yeah. Yeah. They were trying to... Yeah. Is that a curveball there, Mayor? Oh, it's a knuckleball. I missed it completely. Knuckle curve. I swung over the top. Pull the Reavers and rookie. And then I swung under it, and then I you swung know, outside of I, it. I was so confused. I'm glad Chris said that because I thought, well, if I heard that right, but I'm not going to say anything because maybe I heard it wrong. Well, right? Because they didn't. You're right. Yes, you're right, Chris. It, 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 it's it's still it again, go. John. We said it again louder it. for the kids in the back to hear. They moved it from the proximity to the other line, but they left it in there completely and unanimously voted it in. Tell me that again. And the LGBTQ <laughs> peeps, they're not down with, you know, kids. They're not. I don't. They're, they're against it. Yes. Yeah, they're being unfairly characterized as being in favor of this. What this guy is suggesting, I think, is that that is the current public posture, but that they're they're going to pull a fumble ruski, where they're going to run that way, and you think they got the ball, but pedophilia is going to run into the end zone on the other side of the field. We're going to pull a Jim Marshall. Yep. We're going to go the wrong way. Yeah. Wrong zone. But you're right. It's unfair to ascribe to trans people some predilection to pedophilia. That would be unfair today. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Why don't you? Why don't you just do something? Rook, where do we stand on predilection? Well, I think we're going to uh, never use that word again because it. it's just too difficult. You want things easy in life, right? Well, yeah. that is why you check out. Ray and Welter Heating, online at welterheating.com. For 100 years, that's four generations, they have been helping people in the Twin Cities. They're located in Minneapolis. I'll give you their phone number if you have questions, but I would like you to visit their website. They have a Q&A listed left and right. You might have your question answered for free. Nobody has to come out. You're, if you're not certain, go to welterheating.com. Or if you want to call somebody, somebody will answer the phone. It's not automated. 612-825-6867. So if you've got furnace problems, maybe you want to take care of that furnace before you shut her down for the rest of the year. Maybe you want to get an, a jump on that air conditioning unit. Or maybe you've got some air purification stuff you need looked at. 
Welter can do it. Again, 100 years, four generations, 612-825-6867. They love talking to garage logicians, and they are trustworthy. They work with integrity. Remember, air condition your shelter with Ray and Welter. KNL Surplus and Ammo is your one-stop shop for all firearms-related products for over 25 years. Why? KNL Surplus and Ammo offers one of the widest selection of firearms in the region. The big box stores say they do too, but that usually means they have a lot of inventory, not a wide selection. KNL has a broad selection of different calibers, is veteran-owned, and offers first responder and veteran discounts. KNL is also committed to safety and a licensed FFL retailer. Find out for yourself why KNL Surplus and Ammo has been the choice of gun owners for over 25 years. KNLGunstore.com. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. Hey, let me tell you something. Latte Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. Here's John Hyde. Here's Kenny Olson. Perfect That's timing. Our, uh, the uh, yeah. Jeremiah Johnson, just the final scene right now. Beautiful. Great movie. Three divisions at ProTurf, ProfessionalTurf.com. We've got the lawn care where they're going to throw down the chemicals. They're going to give you the best lawn on the block. By the way, ProfessionalTurf.com if you want to sign up for that. They have a full irrigation division where they can set up and service your irrigation systems, either commercial or private homes. And then they have this landscaping division that works absolute miracles. If you want to maximize your outdoor living space, ProTurf can really help you out here. They're going to work with you to design your project, and they do it by looking into the future. A little trickery, digital photography and imaging software, so you'll actually be able to see how it looks before they even put one shovel in the ground. They specialize in, well... To dumb it down, everything outdoor-related, whatever your dreams are, they can make it come true. It's really amazing. I know both Chris and I have had them do work, and boy, were we happy. And the best part of it, uh, for both of us, it forced the equity up, and we earned more when we sold those dumps. The best lawn in the neighborhood and an amazing outdoor environment. You can see all of their work at ProfessionalTurf.com. John, I, I must say this. I know it'll anger you, but I need to get it off my chest. Do it. Uh-oh. Did you note that uh, Michelle Obama did take some time off from her concern about the climate to fly to Barcelona to I join did. Springsteen on stage? I rest my case that he plays government music. Yeah, that's that's hard to... Debate. I'm really, really sorry that you basically have no knowledge or interest in rock and roll. So we can move on now if you'd All like. Right. Government music, baby. She's like, up there I playing like the whole guys, song. I like when you guys That's so gratuitous, though. And and, uh, just, but I'm glad she was able to put her side uh, put aside. I don't know which of their busy. I don't know which of their oceanfront mansions. They're worried about the high water. <laughs> I don't know which of their oceanfront <laughs> mansions she left from. But I five will get you a chance. She flew flew privately to. Barcelona, and Probably, then appeared on yeah. stage and did Glory Days with the boss. And so it was just let me, really, let me really, you, it was really nice. Let me ask you a philosophical question. Then, <laughs> yeah. since you're, you know, you're going to be a wise ass and bring it up. Right. So, it, all those times when there was a Republican president and he was against the Republican president, then it wasn't government music, right? Or, or was I? I'm saying I'm confused by this. What now? So when Bush, when Bush was, do president, you think he had Laura Bush on stage? No, that's exactly well. My point. My that's my point. point. He's a liberal government music. 
Well, he's, see, but he wouldn't be government then from 2000 to 2008 or whatever it was, right? He didn't do much. No, he was. He was. Or, or he, what about the 80s? What about yeah, the 80s when yeah. Reagan was president? No, he's so always he he's always again. sung propaganda from the left. Well, yeah. that's got nothing to do with... Oh, yeah, he's government music. He's you, government. you guys are idiots, yeah. but that's all right. It's, I didn't say anything. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. You're not an idiot. It's, it's, although I will say this. I will say this. Uh-oh. I will say this. Here's what I say. I couldn't Here's come up I with see. a group... I couldn't come up with a group who would not have allowed her on stage. Well, yeah. Oh. Get what I mean? Ted Nugent. Nugent, That's exactly what I was going to say. Rock. (laughs) How come the right doesn't have any good rock? See, rock and roll, politicians have no place on a a rock and roll stage. Oh, boy. None at all. I agree. From either side. The Stones would have let her on stage. I don't want any politicians or pop people related to on my rock and roll. Paul McCartney stage. would have let her on stage. Bruce Springsteen would have let her on stage. We're running out of big acts. Do you suppose Kanye? She, Kanye, did, I don't know. He's so nuts. Who knows what he? Do was you think out. she asked? Tell. Did she ask them or did he ask her? I don't know. Because that's a long. Well, strut. you ain't going to fly to Barcelona unless you're getting on stage, right? Yeah. So but you're not going to. You're not going to. But we've turned this into a philosophic conversation, haven't we? No, you uh, have. You're not gonna, I have. You're not going to change Kenny. Well, Kenny started this part. Uh, the fact, if you don't think politics was a big part of the opening of the history of rock and roll, then I don't. I don't know how to help. Well, you know, either. okay, Woody, Woody Guthrie. Sure, let's have you know the Rolling Stones. No, I'm not even going to Woody Guthrie. I'm going yeah. to the '60s, yeah. into the '70s. I mean, three quarters of that was based on politics and social change. Here's John Height with the news. Thanks. We got more music talk coming up in about three stories, so we'll get into it there. All right. (laughs) Uh, The man arrested for fires starting at two Minneapolis mosques is now facing federal charges for arson. A criminal complaint released by the U.S. Attorney's Office names 36-year-old Jackie Rom Little, also known as Joel Arthur Tooting of Plymouth, as the arson suspect in both the fire last Sunday at Masjid Omar Islamic Center and Monday's fire at Masjid al-Rama Mosque inside the Mercy Islamic Center. Minneapolis city leaders and law enforcement held a news conference on federal charges being filed against the man accused of starting fires at two Minneapolis mosques in the past week. Minneapolis Police Chief Brian O'Hara said the department is adding enhanced patrols near places of worship to try and ensure a swift response if someone calls 911 from a house of worship. Local leaders said partnerships on the local, state, and federal level made this arrest possible. Prior to the two arsons, the complaint says little was allegedly seen on surveillance footage. Going into the Minneapolis District Office of U.S. Representative Ilhan Omar, he spray-painted 500 on the front door of the representative's office and took a picture of the graffiti. The complaint states that later in the same day, Little sprayed 500 on the side of a, of a patrol vehicle that was assigned to the Somali Minneapolis Police Department officer, as well as inside the entryway of a market inside Somali Mall. Officials say they have no idea what the 500 signifies. And as pointed out by Lou Raguse of Care 11, mm-hmm. Jackie Little was also bailed out previously by the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Was that in the Minneapolis story that he was bailed out by the Freedom Fund? I cannot answer that. Is that, that story in today's paper? You go ahead, John. I'll see if I can sure. find it. Lost Fox, a restaurant in the lower town neighborhood of St. Paul, opened in April 2022. It's already been burglarized four times. Unreal. 
Owners of the business told Five Eyewitness News the latest break-in happened early Friday morning. Annie Rose, who owns Lost Fox with her husband Mike, says the window on the front door and a larger window at the front of the restaurant were both broken out by the thieves who made off with a small amount of cash in project. According to uh, a product, excuse me, not project, according to St. Paul Police Department records for just the lower town neighborhood from January 1 through April 28th, there have been 15 burglaries this year compared to 12 during the same period last year. Property crimes have remained steady, 123 in this time period in 2022 compared to 124 in 2023. Rose said a St. Paul police commander intends to visit Lost Fox on Monday to help the business strategize on ways to help stop future burglaries. Jackie Rom Little, arrested mm-hmm. for the mosque fires, has been charged with arson at least once before in Minnesota, according to court records, in 2020. Did you read this, John? I'm sure if he did. Did you? Yeah, that was, yes. In 2021, police said uh, he set a gas can on fire on a former neighbor's car on Park Avenue. He was oh, I didn't re- read that part. No. He was released on cash bail paid by the Minnesota Freedom Fund, uh, according to Minnesota court records. He was to be evaluated for competency to stand trial in a year ago. Uh, apparently, what? he struggles with mental illness. Was he evaluated? Does it, it doesn't say. It doesn't hmm. say. Interesting. So the Freedom Fund came to the rescue and put this troubled character back on the street. All right. Thank you, Freedom Fund. Hiawatha Golf Course added to the National Register of Historic Places, which is curated by the National Park Service. The golf course's nomination for the registry was commissioned by the uh, Minneapolis-based Bronze Foundation and undertaken by historical consulting firm Hess Royce and Company, according to a news release from the Cultural Landscape Foundation. TCLF first stated that it believed Hiawatha Golf Course to be eligible for the National Register back in March of 2022. The foundation designated the golf course as a landslide nationally significant cultural landscape following proposed plans that threatened to reduce the course to only nine holes. It's unclear how this new designation could affect those plans. The course first opened back in 1934, became a popular place for black golfers to play. Last fall, the Minneapolis Park Board passed a $43 million plan that would reduce the course to nine holes and repurpose some of the remaining land. Construction of the course required dredging and filling because of its proximity to Lake Hiawatha. Some of the course is several feet below the lake level and has been prone to flooding over the years. Solomon Hughes, one of the best black golfers in the nation back in the 1940s, lived in Minneapolis and played there. While he and other black people golfed on the course, they weren't allowed to use the clubhouse. After pressure from Hughes and other black golfers, the course changed the policy, and the clubhouse now is named after I don't after get it, Hughes. do you? Uh, Hiawatha? I just don't get it. Just don't get it. Uh, it's not an impressive course. Wet No, shoes. no, no. What I don't get is, wet you, shoes. hey, 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 you can't use the clubhouse. I don't get it. I don't get that. I, I don't get it. The one question I want answered apparently cannot be yet, and that is, does this mean they can't touch the course? Yeah, that, and they don't know. That, they don't know uh, that yet. Nobody has really uh, addressed, shall we say, that question. Uh, lots of uh, concert announcements, more music talk. I like it to round out the local portion of the news. When does that government act arrive here, Springsteen? Isn't he? Isn't this part he of his already, tour? He was, he was here. He was already, already, here. already. Yeah, yeah, he, he did Michelle job. Obama show up? Uh, she, she did. Uh, she did. Uh, was not. Walls and the First Lady there? That kind Tina of Tina uh, Smith was there. She, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
got great reviews from the folks that know rock and roll. So yeah. uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> older folks will have a chance to say goodbye to Aerosmith this fall at the Excel Energy Settle, mm. uh, Center. They might Monday have to morning. do that one without me. Monday morning, venue officials announced the band will perform in St. Paul Monday, November 13th as part of its farewell tour, which they titled Peace Out. The tour starts in Philadelphia September 2nd, ends January 26th in Montreal, although they said they may add some more shows to that. Uh, it looks like uh, opening act, actually, the Black Crows, that'd be cool, will be performing during the tour. Tickets will go on sale Friday, May 5th. A Target Field in Minneapolis is hosting a two-night festival-style concert series in July, billed as the, quote, biggest rock weekend of the year. The Killers will headline TC Summerfest's first night on July 14th. The Flaming Lick, uh, Lips, Death Cab for Cutie, Cannons, and to be in That's a different band, John. The Flaming Lick? Yeah. Lips. Licks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Licks, I almost said. It's a Kiss cover band, Flaming Licks. They're from uh, Oklahoma. I bet there's no other rock band from Oklahoma they're, they're than the Flaming Lips. Too. I like a lot of this stuff. They're, they're weird a cover hell, band. But, uh, what? They're pretty much a cover band. No, they aren't. Oh, okay, John. I, I tried them. I, I, I tried them. They bounce around in a big balloon. They uh, you know. politely declined. Yeah. All right, I have bands from Oklahoma. Are you ready? Yeah. The sure. Flaming Lips. That's it. Yeah. The Gap Band. Yeah. Oh. The Gap Band's great. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, it was a fine band, yeah. Uh, All American Rejects. Uh, the Willis Brothers. You know what? I really... That's okay, Chris. Yeah, I'm glad you looked that You're up. You're the one that mentioned yeah. it. Yeah. Second night of the... Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon is They're really kind of good. good you know. uh, second night of... Uh, no old bands, though, obviously, from the 60s. That's weird. Uh, anyway... Uh, the second night of this extravaganza will feature the Imagine Dragons band. They'll headline the second night of July 15th. I just sounded like I was 90 saying that. The Imagine Dragons band. They got guitars and stuff. Uh, they will be joined that night by AJR, Chelsea Cutler, and Talk. Another grandstand show has been announced for this year's State Fair Concert Series. Fair officials announcing early this morning the Black Keys will be performing with the Velveteers Thursday August 24th, Black Keys, Grammy-nominated group for the Best Contemporary Blues album, known for songs like Wild Child, Good Love, and It Ain't Over. Black Keys are a good band. Come on, Joe. Yeah, you like the Black Keys, I thought. Your problem, John, is that you don't dislike anybody. Oh, I, there's plenty oh of bands that's not that's true at all. Yeah, ask Chris. There's plenty of bands. <laughs> hey, you're, not, like, you're not very, dis- what's the word I want? You're not very discretionary. You like everybody. You're about as full of, let me paraphrase my Oh, John likes years. everybody. You're as full of beep as a Christmas hey, goose. There, when is your apology to the state of Oklahoma? Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, guess who is also from Oklahoma? Willie Ooh. Nelson. Color me bad. I don't know that group. Oh my God, that's <laughs> color. No, me bad. oh, I like them. They're really good because I like every band. Willie <laughs> Nelson is ninety years old. Yeah. I wouldn't say that John isn't discretionary. I would say, and I find this very, very, a very irritating trait in John, that he looks for and seems to find the good in almost all bands that really, really suck. That's right. I'll tell you what it is. That's true. I have a real problem 
with people who can't go on stage and play music telling me how bad somebody else is. That's the problem I have. Yeah, Even but with I can't local bands, that, so. it drives me nuts. That's, a, that's goes, a really good point, actually. If somebody yeah. stands up and says, God, this band sucks, a local band, I think to myself, well, find okay, a new word, boys. But it's not our job to do that. It's our job to sit there and be entertained. And if you don't well, entertain John, us. Then you've just eliminated the entire profession of criticism. Well, I, I I don't look at it that way with professional. Okay, then, John, you can't hit a fastball, so are you allowed to criticize Aaron Judge oh, when he has a bad I game? I led my college team in hitting two years, no Chris. Oh, I could hit a fastball. Okay. okay. You play? You can play? Okay. Okay. Now, now hey, wait a minute, though. I don't... Oh, don't even... You're, no, I, I got him. I think Look, I got him. I think we got him. Uh, yeah, you no, did. Still, oh, I, I think we got him. About the music you part. can't write a here's book. A, here's a band I don't like. You ready? We had the rock and roll death in a band. I'll tell you, I didn't really like. Yeah. Liked a couple songs by him. Didn't like the band. Who? Tim Backman has died. Oh, yeah. Backman Turner Overdrive. No, it's oh. Backman. Trust me. Co-founding huh? guitar, it's Backman. Yeah, but Bachman. it was Backman Turner Overdrive. Nobody says Backman Turner Overdrive. Like the flower store, they're related. Randy Bachman says Backman, so maybe you should watch an interview with him. Tim Backman, oh, the co-founding guitarist. Now you're a snob. No, he's obtuse. He's obtuse. This is a real name! That's it. You're being obtuse. <laughs> Being an ass. Oh, uh, Tim Backman, the co founding guitarist. Still? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's injured still? Yeah. Uh, Tim Backman has died. Now, let's give Tim his due, even though his band was. The Starlight Mints are also. Did uh, What's His Face ever play with him? The guy I like, the singer, the Canadian singer? Brian Burton Adams. Cummings? Uh, Burton Cummings, did he play with Backman Turner Overdrive? You know, why am I arguing music with somebody who doesn't know anything about it? See, Randy Backman was the original uh, guitarist with, well, not the original, but he was with Burton Cummings in... Guess Who? The Guess Who? He wrote who? for like the, song, <laughs> like the song Undone. Guess Who's Come Undone. <laughs> then they got into a big feud when oh, Backman quit the band. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. just wondering to tomorrow's email, who's gonna get more hate oh, mail? Joe yeah. or John? It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be fun. Fantastic. It's gonna be fun. Let's, let's talk some more about Tim and give him his due, shall we? Yeah. All right, sure. He was he was uh he was in a band called Brave Belt after Randy Backman left the guess who with Burton Cummings. They started a band called Brave Belt, three Backman brothers and Fred Turner. They eventually changed their name to Backman Turner Overdrive, had a bunch of hits, including one of the worst songs ever, Taking Care of Business, and a good song, Let It Ride. Taking Care so, of Business has one of the greatest bass lines in, in oh rock God. music. It's just so swampy you, you and want heavy. To talk it's just wonderful. Music. No. You want to talk government music. <laughs> well, the lyrics Jesus might be God. government music, but the... The 8.15 into the city. I mean, he's taking care of business. He's taking care of business, yeah. and the girls look pretty. I can't. Well, you guys are debating this. <laughs> you guys are arguing about this, and all I can think of is sweet emotion. God, I love that song. Well, why don't you That's go see him then? They're coming to town. Yeah, I don't love it that much. We, uh, For their 15th and final. Yes, Where do you is, put them, John? Big talker. It. Where do you put the Aerosmiths?
Uh, I think Aerosmith's first three albums were beautifully wonderful. Then they, I thought they hit a really bad streak in the uh, early 80s. Well, yeah, they were late, shooting each other and playing late, late, dead. And... Late 80s, they uh, made a bit of a comeback with some good songs, but the albums are very spotty. At Aren't they America's Stones, songs. man? Who did they did they play with Run DMC? Is that who that song was yeah, with? Yeah, this way. yeah. They yeah. This way I DMC. rather enjoyed that. Yeah, that was sweet. I, I it was weird that. enough that there I loved a, it. There were some of the later songs. Uh, 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 what's the one? Uh, Jaded. Jaded's a very good song, uh, but the albums were very spotty that compared to the dude. First looks like a lady is a piece of crap. Yeah. See, they kind of hit a bad. What about spot, Janie Got a Gun? It's also Janie garbage. Gun I like. No, nah, I like that's garbage. That's a good song. Take a, t- just gun. take a break. I'm going to make a list. Well, when we take a break, I'm going to make a list. Of the okay. We haven't had many roofers join us on Garage Logic, but Pete is with us from Hire a Pro, and he wants to explain to you how they do what they do. Hey, Joe. In the end, I got tired of door knockers, and, you know, the profits on residential roofing are obscene. I came up with a better way to get it done. At Hire a Pro, we help the homeowner get their roof replaced from their insurance proceeds so that they can earn what a roofing company normally would in profits instead. Yeah, but I thought I thought it works like this. The homeowner isn't supposed to make money on their insurance claim. So let me ask you this. When it hails on the roof of somebody who owns a roofing company, do you think the insurance company is making them find another company to do the job? Uh, no. That's right. It's legal to make money on it, but it's illegal for a contractor to pay you for the job. Most people just don't know a crew. They don't know what materials to get. We take care of all of that for them so that they can earn like a roofing company would, replacing their own roof. So look, if insurance has approved your roof replacement, give these guys a call at 651-402-3400. That's 651-402-3400. Or visit them online at hireadotpro. That's hire. Uh, and then put the dot there, pro. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. The Tri-State Bobcat sale on the Toro Time Cutter Zero Turn Mowers, that continues through May. Listen to these prices on these machines. The 42-inch Time Cutter Zero Turn, 2999 If you don't have a huge lawn, that is your baby. The 50-inch Time Cutter, 3499 And the Jewel, the ace of the staff, the 60-inch Titan Zero Max with the MyRide suspension, $6,499. Worth every penny. The MyRide suspension is amazing. Totally tames rough terrain and makes mowing a large yard or acreage a whole lot easier on your body. And those Kawasaki engines, super powerful, very reliable. And when you check them out, the Toro design and build, they really make maintaining and cleaning the units very, very easy. Not a lot of worthless panels and crap on them. It's, it's really cool. And when you go to Tri-State Bobcat and you, you start examining the Toro time cutters, you're going to see why Toro is the leader in the lawn care industry. And then you're going to notice when you walk around Tri-State Bobcat, all the fun and cool machines and toils, uh, toys they sell and rent. Oh, it's just awesome. Great places. Three locations in the metro, Burnsville, Little Canada, and Hudson, and Mankeys down in Owatonna, also part of the Tri-State family. Spend some time on the website. TriStateBobcat.com. I had to move a car yesterday from Plymouth to St. Paul. I didn't want to drive it on the freeway, so I took it on Winnetka South as far as I could. And then it was a T, and I had to take a left, 
And uh, at Highway Seven. No, I don't know where I was. I was officially lost at this point. Although I knew, you know, Crosstown was to the east of me. I knew vaguely where I was, but I drove through a to the east of you. Yep, I drove through a very quiet area where it said police training underway, and uh, I thought, wow, I'm glad they're not shooting or what anything right now. And there was nobody on the streets, and the streets were empty. And I thought at any moment there would be a, you know, a car chase or something. Did Thunderbird you st- coming around the corner? And yeah. Did you stretch the cables a little bit? A little bit. Yeah, good. <laughs> Here's Johnny. Thanks, Joe. Uh, the uh, arguing about music and news has been brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. <laughs> and uh, I did because, you know, Joe drives me nuts sometimes like he did today. So I wrote down a bunch of bands I don't like. And this will get me oh more God. emails. You, just, you FYI'd me, yourself. This, this will get me more emails than anything I've ever <laughs> okay, said. Okay, FYI, let's hear it. Trump or anything. Um, I hate almost all the hair bands. Not all, but, but almost all the hair bands. I'm not going to argue uh, with you. Poison, Poison, uh, oh, Bon Jovi. Oh, they're all dreadful. It's just dreadful. I think aside from one song, Bon Jovi's horrible. I Is think. Van Halen a hair band? Well, but I wouldn't hate them. I like Van Halen. That's what I thought. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Journey, I, I don't get it all. Oh, that that's dreadful. I, we're we're in agreement, John. We're in agreement. All right, good. Uh, Kansas, great musicians, we're, but just the worst lyrics. We're in agreement. Written, so. We're in agreement. Uh, Creed was an awful band. We're, we're in agreement. Uh, I don't get Duran Duran. Even if they got elected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, yeah. I still don't get Duran Duran. Yeah. Uh, Winger, they count as a hair band. Yeah. Uh, Starship was a brutally awful band, especially with its coming from the Jefferson. Coming Airplane. from what it came from, it was a disappointment. You know, it was beyond a disappointment. Yeah. It was awful. Uh, I, don't, I don't get Coldplay at all. I, I just, oh, I don't thank you. Coldplay. I just think they're dreadful. Train? Look at all Train? the agreement. Dreadful. Here. Dave Matthews, there's, 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 a or, there's a song or two by Train I like. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, drops of what is it, Jupiter? Rick? Dave drops. Matthews, yeah. that's government music. Dave Matthews, there's a couple songs by them I like too, but I, I don't, I, I don't know anything by him. Uh, Oasis, I don't get Oasis. Um, I saw them live. Yeah, so did I, yeah. and I agree with John. Yeah. Uh, that's all I could write in that short period of time we took during a break. Uh, the other category that I always uh, there's a lot of bands that I think are really overrated that I don't love or hate, but you but have no I opinion. Just, I just think no, I have an opinion. Like there's there's bands I like songs a lot by, but I just think their reputation is not what it should be. Like, like the door, the doors. I, th- oh, I I've, I've never songs. been a Doors fan. I, I, I hate the Doors. I hate the Doors. Well, there's that's a the few songs by the Doors I love. But I just think they're overrated. Overrated gibberish. Now I'm going to get Joe just to break a window. You ready? Yeah. A highly overrated, although I like some songs by Pink Floyd. Okay, that's all I got for now. Uh, well, you're, you're just wrong. Dark See? Side of the Moon doesn't have a dead beat on it. It's just oh, uh, fantastic. Uh, no, you're wrong on that. That's fine. But Wish we, you were we, here, we agreed, John. We, Wish you were here. Yeah, I love it. My God, that's I, a masterpiece. How did I preface this, Kenny? There's songs by them I love, but I think they're overrated. Where are you on U2? U2, they're close to overrated, but there's songs by them I love. Yeah. I, I do. There's albums You're a by them. You're a fan of the Joshua Tree. I know that. The, I'm a fan of the Joshua Tree, and there's one or two other albums I thought were really good as albums. Mm-hmm. And then all the albums have some good songs, but I, I think, you know. I didn't turn on them until I saw them live, and then I was like, okay, you guys love yourselves a little bit too much. Where'd you see him at tar- at the field? Target, yeah. Outside, Target. I mean. No, yeah, uh, inside. Target center. Yeah. What's the one song? Was it New Year's Day by U two? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, that's what that Freddie Mertz would use for a theme song. To this day, I, I have post-traumatic stress disorder. When I hear that song, all I think of is, how, how am I going to get out of this uh, situation? Screener boy. Uh, yeah, screener boy. Screener boy. Who is this Patrick? That John, I think that uh, we just uh, forged ahead here with a tremendous amount of agreement. I don't think you guys are holding hands, skipping along, but no, I think you're making progress. Wouldn't it be forward. great if politics be, were like this, yeah. where two sides could come together yeah. and make an well, agreement that fits well, everybody? Through the years, Joe and I have agreed on tons of music. Yeah. Anyway, and we disagreed on music, yeah. so it's yeah. just, you know, today, you know, he, he pushed it so far with his damn Well, and I, 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 I knew <laughs> the minute I saw Michelle on stage, I knew I got to give Height some grief about this. And your was, willingness. Yeah, I, that is what started all yeah. this. Your willingness to bite on a hook. Just, it comes back at you every day, John. I mean, I sent that lure into the atmosphere about 48 hours yep. ago. You listen, I will talk music as opposed to the news any day of and, the week. And, John, you not only bit on it, you swallowed it. So we literally have to gut you to get that lure out of your gullet. You're, you're a, 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 a salmon who was spawning and then eaten by the bear. How's that for a metaphor? Well, some days wow. the yeah. bar well, eats you. you and some days you eat you the eat, bar. Yeah, something, something like that. Like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, some more news here. I'm going to skip that story because that one's depressing as hell. Uh, the Vatican is involved in a peace mission to try and end the conflict between Russia and Ukraine, that, according to Pope Francis. Yeah, good he said luck, this Pope. On, he said this on Sunday, telling reporters during a flight home after a three-day visit to Hungary that he was willing to do everything that has to be done. Meanwhile, Ukraine said on Sunday its troops are holding on to parts of the eastern city of Bakhmut, focus of a prolonged Russian assault, while the head of a major pro-Moscow force said his men were making progress. Budapest are, is in Hungary, correct? Yes. Is Buda and Pest, are they rivers? Staff, anyone? I, I don't know. I, I can look that up. Anyone? Why would I know that? Well, you well, should well, know that. It's is, a world what, event. Well, world how of, come you don't know it? I th I think, I'm thinking they're rivers. Buddha huh. and Pest are rivers. Which side of the river are you on? Buddha versus Pest. Um, that's what or are they two towns, towns. On, on either side of a river? Budapest is both a city and a county. forms the center of the Budapest metropolitan area. So it's not a river. It's a different thing. The that's Danube a, River. Is it the Danube that goes through Budapest? Yes. Oh, the then. Pride of Hungary. I see. Yes. Huh. I've never been to Hungary. It is the ninth largest city in the European Union. What about Spain? Uh, I've never been to Spain. And I Do you kind of like the music, though? I have famous bands uh, from Buda and the Plains. <laughs> Would you like the what? top ten bands from Hungary? No. Oh. No. <laughs> Written by Hoyt Axton, Kenny. Nice reference. I like it. You're welcome. Mark archaeologists from two universities in Naples, Italy. I love these stories. Found the remains of ancient... Temple okay. submerged in the Western Mediterranean for 2,000 years, according to ancient origins. Yeah. The Nabatean Temple was dedicated to the god Dishara, as believed to date back to a time when those people lived in the Phlegrian Peninsula. The temple's link to the Nabataeans was confirmed by the discovery of two Roman marble altars that suggest the temple was built during the time when the Nabataeans were living under the Roman Empire's control. 
The discovery represents evidence of a presence of those people in the area, revealing the richness and vastness of commercial, cultural, and religious exchanges in the Mediterranean basin in the ancient world. According to historians, during the imperial era of Rome, the Nabatean kingdom, uh, kingdom established a base of operations on the Italian coast, and Puteoli was the largest commercial port in the Roman Mediterranean, making it an active and attractive location for the trade-minded people. I just saw a neat... I'm sorry, John, go ahead. That's right. No, I was just going to say, if you're wondering why it ended up in the water, which I was, I had to look it up, apparently land shifts and volcanic activity in that area of Italy tend to, on occasion, have the water come over cities. It's happened several times, apparently. There was a neat website I saw over the weekend, where, and I didn't do it, damn it, but you could could, uh, plug in your state, Minnesota... And find out where Minnesota was on the Earth, you know, bi- millions and millions oh, cool. and millions of years oh, ago. Cool, yeah. I think we were over by Budapest. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah. then we got sick of the taxes and we moved. Right, right. We came over here. Uh, from the yikes category, a baseball player for Texas A&M Texarkana was shot while standing in the bullpen during a home game on Saturday. The Texarkana Police Department posted to Facebook Saturday evening that it was investigating the circumstances. It looks like the pitcher was struck by a stray bullet from some type of altercation in a nearby neighborhood west of the park. The school said in a statement Saturday, the unidentified player was being treated at a local hospital, was in stable condition. The police department said the player is 18 years old. The police say they're still trying to figure out where the bullet came from. Did they catch this word I can't say in Texas yet? Oh, the, the guy I, who shot gee, the five neighbors? I just went back there. That's the story I skipped earlier. A widening manhunt for a Texas gunman who fatally shot five neighbors continues to come up empty. They now have over $80,000 in reward money up for it. And uh, according, uh, this is uh, kind of scary. James Smith, FBI special agent, says as of right now, we have zero leads. Hmm. I have a question yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. He was in this country illegally, correct? Yes. He had been appearance. deported, was it five or six times, Johnny? Uh, yep. Between uh, I, got, 20... I have several. That's all I have in my story. Well, we don't so have much sure. of a border. No, we don't. But I was just wondering, and I, I, I don't mean to turn this into a gun issue, but how did he obtain his you, weaponry? You can get a gun and get you a gun by 3 o'clock, seriously. I mean, what's, what? that's not a problem. Okay. There's a lot of well, guns. The other weird part is uh, police have been there several times Thank because they were shooting his gun, but apparently they say that's common in that, that area. That's Guys where I was going to go next because th- th- this hadn't been the first time that they were called. Yeah. So that's, I guess, it, what I was just wondering. They'd been there several times. And in this instance, if you haven't heard the story, five people from a family were killed because the guy got mad. They asked him to stop shooting his gun. He came over and shot five. Well, he shot more than five, but he shot five and killed five people. Oh, and including a kid. Including an eight-year-old. Yeah. Yep. Authorities uh, say five other people were in the house at the time uninjured. And the dad says the dad didn't get killed because his wife told him to go inside telling the dad he won't shoot a woman. Well, he obviously oh shot God. the wife. And anyway, uh, the guy said they had called police five times that evening. And police, apparently it's a little ways out. It's a remote area. Police hadn't had time to get there yet. So It's like turning into the wrong driveway. Yeah. Only worse. More more numbers. Yeah. You so. saw that at the Daily Mail where Minnesota was five years ago. Yeah, where were ago. we? We were, we were moving. <laughs> <laughs> it's too hard to describe. But it was a huge move. <laughs> I remember we had to pack everything up and 
<laughs> now see your wagon out. There were no people here. Uh, no. no, they left already. <laughs> no rookies picturing. Boxes. The U-Haul. Uh, yeah. What did you say? Stagecoach? Yeah, Two stagecoach covered, uh, covered wagon. <laughs> Team of horses. How'd you get across the ocean? Those big horses trunks. Can swim. Yeah. Yeah, big steamer trunks. No. Took the Titanic. The earth really has changed topography. There you go. Yeah. Huh. Yep, it sure has. Speaking of fun. <laughs> when you right, right I got to go home and mow the lawn. I'll see <laughs> yeah, you guys later. Time, maybe too. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you later. Topography, we'll be back in a moment call here. me now. Yeah. <laughs> Not a Garage Logic Town Council member? Here's what you're missing. So starting next Friday. Yes, sir. Through October 1st, we're taking Fridays off. What? Okay. We got to look into that. <laughs> <laughs> huh? No more Fridays, May. Let's uh, look into that. Yeah, let's look into it. Yeah, let's do it. Kooky. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. What'd you miss? I made it. Everything. <laughs> the show. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. We as GLers love the do-it-yourself stuff. We also help stuff that uh, helps our engines last longer, run better. We love our cylinders. And we also know one easy way you can do that is using seafoam motor treatment to clean the fuel system. It's an easy way to stay ahead of uh, preventable engine problems. They really make our lives easier. Seafoam motor treatment, it helps engines run better and last longer. It's safe. It's easy to use in all sorts of cylinders. Just pour it in the fuel tank. Seafoam does all the heavy lifting. You can pick this stuff up everywhere. Um, auto parts stores, of course, big box, little box, uh, hardware stores, the knack, grocery stores, bakeries. Um, I even saw it in a tuxedo store one time. Couldn't believe it. There's a whole, I mean, they're renting a tuxedo. There's a whole shelf of seafoam. You're and lying. You might not believe that. And I don't blame you. <laughs> I, I um, do believe it. But it truly is a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. It's GL's favorite seafoam. Uh, Bert has a good point about the dope. The, the dope's being legalized now, right? In yep. Minnesota. Yeah. Huh? The dope. The dope. The dope. <laughs> he said, if I still use the dope, I could likely make two phone calls and find some tasty herb for personal use. I would probably prefer prefer to buy from Dave to avoid the tax sting. Isn't that Dave. correct? Won't a lot of people still get it from who they get it from now? Yes, they're and not, not pay the taxes. Correct. That uh, that story was over the weekend. There are two states it's legal, and they are having that problem. Yeah, uh, California and I think Colorado might have been the other. The illicit drugs are still selling more because the price is higher on the normal market. From taxes. So, so he wants to know what's going to happen to the street weed market. I see a lot of people, I, w I would guess that they would start growing it themselves and yeah. just eliminate all of that. Only because they come to us. I have no opinion. <laughs> all the way from, Mar no, wait, time out, emergency, uh -oh. new location. Where are we? We needed to renew our passports. We attempted to do this numerous times at the U.S. consulate in Johannesburg, South Africa. Each time we tried to call, different days, different times each day, we were transferred 
to another department. This phone just rang and never was answered. They are short-staffed due to COVID, they say. Boy, that COVID's wreaked a lot of havoc. So we needed to leave South Africa due to our 90-day visas expiring and won't be returning for over a year. We decided to return to the U.S. to renew our passports and chose Florida while we wait for our passports to be renewed. After Florida, we'll be touring the world again and spending a year in Europe and South America. So today, only because they come to us all the way from Fernandia, the Villages, Florida, Ah. from the Traveling Limans. Where's that? Uh, That's in the middle of the state. On this day Southeast. in 1840, <laughs> this day in 1840, Joe, welcome to May. Today is May 1st. May Day. May Day. Joseph Haskell uh, finished conducting his farmhouse near Afton. He was the first commercial farm north of Prairie du Chien. Constructing, Kenny. Kenny looks puzzled. Constructing. Oh, oh. On this day in 1896, May 1st. the U.S. government opened three-quarters of the Red Lake Indian Reservation of Ojibwe, the region north and east of 13 towns in Polk County, Badger, they, then they name them all. Uh, 1926 on this day, <laughs> Sauk Center's Sinclair Lewis declined the Pulitzer Prize for his novel Aerosmith, saying that awards inhibit creativity and make writers lazy. What? Wow. Or reward you for good stuff. On this day Wait. in 1933, prompted by Governor Floyd B. Olson, the Minnesota legislature passed an emergency law stopping farm foreclosure sales. The Great Depression and the Dust Bowl had hurt farmers throughout the nation, and they had responded to foreclosures by organizing the Farmer's Holiday, which attempted to stop the sale of farm products until prices rose. Wilmer's John Bosch, who revered the nonviolent ideas of Mohandas Gandhi, led the state Farmer's Holiday movement. And finally, on this day... Uh, in 1976, Mayday, Mayday. St. Paul's Frank Boyd Park was dedicated to a fighter for his class, his race, and his union. Born in Kansas, Boyd moved to Minnesota in 1904 and joined the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters Union in 1925, rising to secretary treasurer in the organization. Active in DFL politics, he was one of the first two African Americans to cast votes in the Electoral College in 1944. He died on May 2nd, 1962. Hmm. So tomorrow, maybe on this day, Celebrate there'll be death. a May 2nd that said that says uh, Frank Boyd Frank died on Boyd this day died. in uh, 1962. Thank you, GLers. GLers, do us a favor and listen to the rookie. Hey, because uh, I do have some things to tell you. Uh, this being Monday, I want you to go start your week out right by visiting PodMN on your smartphone. And if you're out and about, you're going to find a podcast to your liking. But it's housed at PodMN on your smartphone. Then sneak over to the uh, YouTube channel and subscribe to Garage Logic. We need you to subscribe. It's free. Just subscribe there and you will be entertained. Then, finally, you want to go to garagelogic.com 
and check out the town council, which you sign up for 10 bucks a month or $100 for the entire year. And you may be very eligible for a $10 Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store gift certificate just for signing up. It's a great deal. GarageLogic.cha. Got a game seven tonight. Ranger at the Devil. Can anyone give me the lineage of the Devils? No. 